From Blackfoot to Teton, we've got your District 6 breakdown right here on the East Idaho PrepCast with Lance Taylor. That's right, another edition of the East Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, your weekly uh, stop for everything Districts 5 and 6 in the state of Idaho. Uh, Brandon Bainey joined tonight by Sean Kane. Uh, Sean is a broadcaster with IdahoSports.com. Um, but his day job is uh, in the education field. Uh, you are a teacher at Century yep. High School, and you are also the head tennis coach for the Century Diamondbacks as well. Thanks for doing this, Sean. We really hey, no it. problem. Uh, glad to be here. So uh, we've had a lot of uh, extra time on our hands with the weather. So <laughs> I mean, we'll give it our best shot. Definitely. Um, this is our first East Idaho Prepcast in a week. Uh, I was a little under the weather last week, and. And, and now Lance is under the weather this week. And so it's just been a cruddy time of year. Um, but Sean and I do, uh, we're kind of like the Joe Buck, Troy Aikman. I mean, we're together every week. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you have the better hair. So that makes okay. you Troy Aikman by default, I think. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I'll, I'll take that, I guess. There, there could be worse, right? <laughs> right. For sure. So. Yeah, but we're, I mean, we're together uh, every Friday during football season. We did a ton of basketball games together yep. as well. So just uh, uh, lots, yeah, lots of games, lots of coverage. Great, great stuff here in Southeast Idaho. No doubt. And then we kind of went our different ways in the spring because you're coaching tennis. Although uh, you have not, it's been a rough spring weather wise uh, in no, East Idaho. Well, this is my 17th year of coaching. I don't know if I want that on tape, but it's there now. But in 17 years, I don't think I've ever had a season as bad as this. Uh, you know, we've only gotten, for me personally, I've only gotten five matches in total. Um, you're allowed to have, uh, you know, 18 dates. And it's usually, usually at the end of the year, you have upwards to 20 matches per kid because you can play one more than one match per date uh, uh, during that date, right? So at this point, with two weeks left, a week and a half left of the season, we're at five matches, and it's just been... Uh, brutal to get the matches and uh, trying to reschedule with larger conferences is uh, very difficult. Now the weather obviously impacting actual competition, but what what about practice? Have you been able to practice? Um, you know we've got we've got we got practice in this week. We it's just been hit or miss. You know we'll get some practice in and then hopefully get the match. But then the match will be the day that it rains. Um, so we've been. I mean, I mean we've got to be the best practice team in the state, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't know, but you can't really substitute matches in practice and that in-game pressure and all those intangibles. And um, I like to think I'm a pretty, pretty good coach, but uh, the in-game stuff is just uh, we're just really missing it right now. Yeah. And so for observers that may not follow tennis too closely, but follow other sports in Pocatello Century and Preston for 4A, the big topic for the past two years has been this three-team conference that was kind of forced upon Pocatello, Century, and Preston, right? It, it's been really nasty in the other sports, football, wrestling, volleyball, basketball, where it's really hard to get because all three schools, Preston, Century, and Pokey, have had outstanding athletics across the board this year, but because of being in a three-team district, not everybody gets to go to the same. In fact, most leagues, it's just the one team. Now, in tennis, it gets even trickier, Sean, because I believe Preston is the only 4A school that doesn't have tennis, right? Um, off the top of my head, I, I believe that's they're the only one that doesn't because, uh, yeah, as far as I can think of, yeah, and 
it's kind of crazy. So if you think about it, if someone goes, you have a one in three chance to make it to state in your head, that, that sounds great, right? Oh, one in three. Well, I'll take those odds any day. But the reality is it's, uh, it's really difficult, um, depending on the sport or whatever, but one in three is not great. And as we're finding out with the, the season spring sports, my, you know, the softball team at century and other places are just having a hard time rescheduling these games because these bigger conferences, they have to reschedule their conference matches for seedings for district tournaments and all this. And so Century, um, Preston, and Pocatello High School are just kind of left uh, at you know at the scraps. So I know there's been a lot of talk about you know different things, and you know you just really hope at some point uh, the state could step in and kind of help um, you know draw those districts in a, in, in a in a manner that's best for kids. Because right now it's probably just not the best for kids and you know parents and and spectators are, are realizing this, that the, the kids are, aren't getting their, their reps at state. And you kind of have to look at the philosophy. Are, are we just going to be happy with going to state or do we want the best state tournament? And, you know, I think most coaches are going to go, we want the best people there. So yeah, that's kind of where we've been on that, but yeah, it's difficult. And we only have two teams. So really the only one who wants to reschedule with us for sure is pokey, um, Pocatello High School, and you know we haven't even played them yet. We're hoping to play them tomorrow, but it's not looking great. And um, and then our tournament is just with two teams, so we don't get that real kind of district tournament prep either. And uh, yeah, I, I think I've seen tennis courts in Preston, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> so yeah, tell me how district works uh, d- because the district champion will qualify their entire team, correct? Um, well, each individual place qualifies we get two this year we get a rotating rep so top two go mm. so boys singles two will go girls singles two two competitors will go uh boys doubles two will go um girls doubles two will go and mixed doubles two will go so we'll get we actually will get good reps so this happened to us a few years ago and everyone was like good you know you only get to take this many people and then when you see you can take like your whole team when you get that rotating rep they're all that's not fair why does this school get to take only uh, you know, why did they get to take their whole team to state and only have to play one other team? So, you know, people go back and forth and I've just been around long enough to know that it's, you know, it's not good for anyone and no one really likes it either way. And I was talking to the Blackfoot track or track coach and he was you know, kind of the same thing. They only get to take two. And if you look at all the top time, top 10 times in the state, Blackfoot's got a bunch of boys there. And, but how can they be competitive with BK that gets that district gets six reps and they get two and some at larges i mean you're just really handcuffing uh smaller conferences and their ability to compete at a state level when you have that team based system that requires reps to win the more people you have just the odds are way better yeah for sure and in tennis especially this is going to be a problem for your team at century uh because it's like wrestling. It's the, the way it's seated is kind of subjective and at times, in my opinion, arbitrary, but y- you basically, all the coaches get together and, and hash it out. Right. And, and yeah, we have, um, we used to have no seating and there used to be only four districts. So if you won district, you got one of the top four spots in the draw and then everyone was drawn out of hat. So you would, a district winner could be playing a second place person in the second round. And I said, uh, we can't, we can't do this. We're not getting the best tournament. I proposed district seating for 4A. Um, we got it. We have a seating criteria. Um, I've been part of that meeting every year since we've had it, and we go and we, you know, we we've, you know, if you go and look at the one, two, three, and four seats, that's typically 
who places. Now, you're not every time, right? But percentage-wise, our tournaments have been pretty sweet since we've been, uh, put in the seeding. But seeding, you know, is based a lot on head-to-head and stuff. And when you don't have the matches, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you have tennisreporting.com that keeps all this data if no one's played anyone, right? So um, we saw that difficulty, you know, the, the same the same story, you know, different day or whatever, you know, Northern Idaho has this, you know, they only get to play those three people, but you know, Northern Idaho has been the same boat. They only get one rep or two reps for tennis rotating the same way too. So they've, they understand the struggle of how to compete at, at, at state and not having those reps. Yeah. Uh, because basically, you know, tell me if I'm wrong here, but I think any district champ, from Pocatello or Century is probably automatically going to get that five seed just from a lack of data, right? Um, yeah, you would just have to look at the criteria, and um, you know, sometimes if there's no um, head-to-head, we have previous state experience, we have match record. So match record is a criteria. Uh, we, <laughs> essentially, my if say my one of my players is a district champion, they actually wouldn't meet the criteria to be seated right now, right? Because they don't have ten matches. So, in fact, uh, the AD is going to have to contact the state and we're going to have to have, you know, some sort of ex- exemption on that because it's, you know, no one's fault but the weathers that we haven't been able to get those matches in. So, yeah. So, potentially, we the nice thing is we do have tennisreporting.com. That's a, this is the second year we've used it. And so, we can get some comparables, head-to-heads. Maybe someone's played someone. And we can get a little bit of a clearer picture of maybe where that person would go. Um, but for the, for the most part, the district t- champion is going to get a spot, whether, you know, they're, they're, they're deserving it a, of it or not, just of how we go. And um, yeah, there's some tweaks that could happen, but I'd say for the most part, we get it right and we get the right people in there. And at, we at least get, we at least eliminate like the two best players playing in the second round, which happened. I can't remember how many times when I started coaching, which was just awful for everyone. You know, no one wants the two best teams play in second round. <laughs> yes, and we saw that with the max preps rankings this year at state. Yeah. For the, so, so, yeah. te, so tennis as usual was ahead of everybody else in that regard. So, yeah, and um, you know, and, and it's very similar to wrestling. In fact, we use the same computer program to score the tournament as wrestling. They just had someone change the values and whatnot. So that's kind of funny. This old computer program from Cherry Lane, Illinois, or something, because I tried to buy it so I could use it, but um. We, they use it the same one as wrestling, but it's the same thing. But wrestling gets some at-larges. So, I mean, if tennis, if you wanted to say, what what do we need for the future? If we're not going to, if we're not going to enforce a kind of a, a a district that makes sense for to rep the whole state, then I think you've got to look at some art at-larges using tennis reporting um, to make sure we're not missing the best players at state. Because, you know, essentially last year, if I had a super amazing boys singles and Pocatello High School had a super amazing boys singles and only one of them won then someone's not going and and that doesn't make sense for um the kids and everyone you know like if they're really good and they're that quality they should be able to compete at that state level you know that that's just my opinion yeah it's kind of a, a microcosm of what we saw like in basketball right where century and pocatello and preston were all really good and yeah one we, got to go and we you know and we got to see all those teams and you would have loved to see all those teams get a chance uh to play, you know, Isaiah Harwell, 20 top 10 or top number 10 out of 25 freshmen in the nation. I mean, that's, uh, you know, the state tournament, I think, you know, is probably disappointed they didn't have that there. <laughs> I mean, I would be even, yeah, I'm a little partial, right? But I mean, 
if you got to see him play you and you like basketball, it's a hundred percent worth it. <laughs> yeah, that did. That came out this week, right? ESPN.com did their uh, rankings for the class of 2025. That would yeah. be the freshman and Isaiah Harwell from century rank number 10 in the country. That's just insane to me. But. And he just, and he just got to go to uh, the USA junior basketball camp too. And, uh, he had some sweatshirts and stuff and uh coach frost and i were kind of wondering where ours were you know but <laughs> we didn't get any <laughs> they looked pretty slick though yeah and that that's uh it was a um camp for team usa you know they there's the the main team that goes to the olympics right kevin durant and etc but then they have like a u19 and a u18 and a u17 they have all of these teams that compete in international yeah. competitions as well so and it's pretty he, cool yeah he really liked that and thought that was a great experience and just a just a really great kid and just that it's just real exciting but i mean like that being said though i think everyone at the state tournament would have loved to see him go against i mean because century and hillcrest never got a play Oh, got to the championship right imagine yeah. century and pokey meeting up in a state semifinal or something yeah i mean the games that happened here in pocatello were just electric i i don't know if i've been to many basketball games where the you know the gym's so warm your face is sweating just standing there and uh um there are good games and everyone's into it and in and, and that's just that's fun that's high school sports at the, at its best yeah for sure so uh run through these uh tennis lineups for century and and pocatello as you guys still haven't faced each other yet but as we go over the last two weeks of the season here who are the athletes we should be keeping an eye on um you know, for for Pocatello, they've they've got a uh, good singles girl, Nora Scott. She didn't play last year, and 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 uh, she's playing this year, and she's real competitive. She's a good she's a good player. She'll be competitive with um, the player on my team, um, Lauren Hassan, and that'll be a good battle. Luckily, potentially both of them can go. Um, last year, only one of them could have went, and that would have been disappointing. Um, Pocatello also has a pretty good mixed doubles team, which is uh, Nora's younger sister, Sydney, who didn't play last year. Also, she tore her ACL and she's playing with Chase Gibson. And that's that's probably their strong point or those that singles and uh, mixed. Um, and then Brandon Mickelson's played singles for them. And, and he's not a bad player either. But then, you know, Pokey's uh, kind of in a uh, process of building that team and getting it better. They used to not fill the whole team you know, in matches and now they've got a whole team and they've got players going and Sid McRoberts, the head coach there is a former player of mine and she's done a good job at kind of getting that program back going. And, and Pocatello high school has a bunch of kids and, you know, a lot more kids now and they're, and they're getting them out there in sports. And, and then that's just awesome. Um, for us, we have uh, Daniel McGee. He's a freshman. Um, he's pretty, he's a pretty exciting, uh, special talent. I mean, no one would know because we haven't played, but, um, <laughs> Um, he also golfs at a real high level. So he he golfs and plays tennis. So does Lauren. So we have a couple of those. And uh yeah, he's good. He he beat the number one from Madison this year. Um, Sam Morning, who's a good player, has got, you know, Madison's played like 12 matches. Um, so they looked like a team that had played 12 matches, and we looked like a team that had played four when we played them at their facility, at their world-class facility up there in Madison. I had to buy a ticket to get in. I'm just joking, Larry. He always <laughs> he always jokes the first thousand are free, but um, yeah, they uh, he won up there, and that's been his biggest win this year. Um, he hasn't lost. He's four and zero. He beat Rigby. Um, you know, 
uh, he'll he'll have a I, I think he'll have a good chance to win tomorrow if he plays and then hopefully we're, we got a re uh a makeup versus Highland Friday which the weather doesn't look great either but for, uh Highland has a good player in Landon um who's a senior and he's he's won a bunch of single matches this year and he's played singles for a while and that'd be a real good test for Daniel uh for for them and then also my mixed doubles team uh Tyler Willis and JJ Anderson they were one match away from placing last year. So they're like fifth or sixth is what you'd call it, I guess. And uh, they've had a real good season, too. They've won all but one match. They lost to Thunder Ridge, which Thunder Ridge is a loaded team. And uh, so they're really good, too. They're playing really well. You know, we just like to have more matches. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, you know, and then, you know, and just kind of keeping in the area, Highland also has Cassie Stoddard. Um, she didn't play last year, but she's really, really good. She'll be either running for the state title as girls or definitely placing. I could see her placing for sure, but she'll be right up there. Um, you know, I think depending on what kind of draw she can get, that's, you know, that's the hope, right? Because what happens in Boise, something happens, right? And you don't win districts and um, you're not in that draw. Yep, for sure. So, um we also know Madison's really good. I know Thunder Ridge <laughs> is very good. Blackfoot yep. has some incredible athletes as well. Yeah, Blackfoot's only played four matches, so unless they don't have them all recorded. Madison has a great boys. That District 6 5A uh tournament will be real exciting. I you know, Highland has a bunch of girls that have played um place at state, and they'll be going against a very good Thunder Ridge girls team where I don't think Thunder Ridge had a bad girl on their team when we played them. Um, that will be that will be a good district tournament. So and IF also has some strong girls. And yeah, that'll be there'll be a that'll be a solid tournament up there as well. No doubt. Well, hopefully the weather cooperates. We can get some tennis action in and, yeah. and you know, maybe you'll have seven or eight by the time you get to state. <laughs> seven or eight I, to state. I would I'd love it. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right. Well, uh, I wanted to talk some track and field as okay. well real quick. Last week, last Friday, I was at the Direct Communications Invitational. Rockland hosted the, the meet, but it was held at Davis Field at Idaho State University oh, yeah. in Pocatello. And there were 32 teams at this track meet. There was Highland at the 5A, Pocatello Century, Blackfoot uh, for 4A. And then there was a ton of 3A, 2A, 1A teams There are 32 teams in all, uh, really impressive competition. Uh, the athlete that stole the show though, uh, honestly was Ryland Anderson from snake river. He won three events. He won both hurdles races and he uh, also took the 400 and, uh, wow. cu coupled with a win, uh, in the, uh, distance race, by Keegan McCraw. He won the two mile for snake river. The Panthers looks really impressive to me on the boys side. Yeah. And, and they've always got a strong track team coming out of there. They've always got a ton of runners. They're always really solid out of snake river. And it must be the area too. Cause Blackfoot has a bunch of runners that are good too. I, I, they must got some in the water up there. I don't know. Yeah, Black, Blackfoot, it was super exciting. The mile was one of the last events that they ran, and Matthew Thomas from Blackfoot came in with the best time, and he was third heading into the final lap. And all of a sudden, in the last 800 or in the last uh, 200 meters, he just kicked it in overdrive and it ended up winning easily. It, wow. it was it was so impressive to see uh, Matthew Thomas of Blackfoot win the mile. Jacob Van Orden from Highland yeah. won the 800. He's he's been one of the best 800 runners in the state this year. He got to go to uh, 
Arcadia, California, and compete in the uh, signature Arcadia meet yeah. a couple weeks J- ago. Jordan's fourth in the 400 and second in the 800 right now. So yeah, yeah, he's he's doing great. And they had Highland also had Ruby Jordan. She's ranked number one in discus, fourth in shot put. So some good throwers out there too. Yeah, and um, you know, I was mostly focused on what was going on on the track, but uh, I know Bruin Fleischman for centuries had a nice hit on the shot and disc, and I got to see him because they did the they did the classic four by one throwers relay, and Bru- okay. Bruin was running the first uh, leg on that for uh, <laughs> century. Uh, Nash Harding, I think, was the anchor for for century on the the throwers relay, but it's always maybe, fun to watch. Maybe not the fastest, but the. <sighs> interesting looking team i don't know <laughs> they're, they're, they're goofy guys nash and uh both Bruin like practice will end and the throwing things by the tennis court and they'll stay there for uh, like another hour throwing and trying to do it and nash harding also plays golf as well um he's he's a good golfer too but yeah they're they're two kind of uh they're goofy guys <laughs> so but they're they're fun they're into it they, they're always wanting to challenge someone in, in tennis and I, I said stick to that football they're they're you know brewing <laughs> right um let me ask you real quick with golf moving to the fall next year for 5a 4a uh you talked about a lot of a lot of athletes are playing tennis and golf or, or golf and track um how how much of that will we see in the fall will we be will we see a football player that will also be able to golf or do you think that's going to go away i you know when i talk to people it was the smaller schools like 3a two way a lot of those football players golf i guess so they're they're when it kind of snuck under the table right the summer they decided that and i don't think a lot of people knew that Mm -hmm. and uh that that golf is going to move to the fall and um you know and then now that it's come out that that's what's happening you know everyone's kind of like i don't know but i you know i think you know most coaches can make it work if 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 you're willing to do it and the kids got the the you know the work ethic to do it why not you know that's what i'm i that's why i have no problem i have a great relationship with all the coaches i work with and if they're good if they're good and willing to work why not because you know you see kids just get burned out on whatever they do too much and having just kind of a couple things that they're doing it just seems to i think it makes them a better athlete i mean really at the end of the day they're not overusing one thing they're not so focused that mental pressure isn't you know, overwhelming them and, and they're able just to go out and compete and, you know, have fun at one and maybe be upset at the other. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, They'll be upset at golf. That's a frustrating. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I think it'll just, it'll just depend. I, you know, I think teams will, you know, football teams, those smaller schools, they're going to have to find a way because it's not like you can go find two other 300 pound guy or, you know what, you know what I'm saying? You just, there's not going to be a lot of options. So if you can't, work it out I, I think that'd be disappointing yeah and i guess i i will say i i think it's only 5a 4a golf that's moving to the fall okay. i believe 3a 2a 1a is going to stay in the spring which oh, okay. i also which i also don't like because i didn't know that i thought it was all golf so no i i believe it's just okay. the big schools. that's confusing <laughs> but but again we talk about competition if you're if you're century or pocatello or highland you're going to be playing the same teams all the time you're not ever going to get to face other competitions so yeah um that'll be interesting for sure and i uh talked to travis hobson the other day the ad at thunderidge and he says he i was talking to him about the golf thing because he also was a golf coach at century and he's like he didn't see it being a big problem but the the first state tournament's going to be here in southeast idaho next fall 
and he and I can't remember what golf course he said it was, but he said it'll still be frozen by the time they haven't having state. So it's kind of ironic that they've they've moved it for the weather, but the problem the weather being good by the time they do state, it'll be interesting to see if that you know that pays off for him. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And uh, fa- fans that want to hear more about the golf conversation on on one of our sister podcasts, the Magic Valley Podcast. Uh, couple weeks ago scott burton and i also talked about kind of the pros and cons of golf moving to the fall and and how that might look so uh, you can go back and really you should subscribe to all of our prep casts we do one for each region of the state north idaho treasure valley magic valley east idaho um each and every week so um you can get those wherever you download your podcasts idahosports.com you can also uh, watch these videos each week on the idahosports.com youtube channel or facebook page um wrapping up with track and field there were also some impressive girls performances at that DirectCom invite um i think any track conversation in southeast idaho has to start with uh, Matea Mangum, the, the, yeah. the great sophomore sprinter for Pokey High. She won the 100. She won the 200. Neither one was particularly close. Yeah, I've you know I've seen some video of that. Like you're talking about in that race, the the mile race with the next gear. She definitely has a next gear in those short you know sprint races where it's all even, and she's not like physically you know, over doesn't look like, oh, she should be beating everyone, which I kind of like, you know, like she kind of seems a little maybe undersized and then just boom, <laughs> you know, right. That last five yards or 10 yards, boom, there's just, she just goes out and yeah, she's that she's very fast. Yeah. It, it was really awesome. The, the hurdles races, uh, Callie Morris from Marsh Valley won the short hurdles, uh, Gracie Litton from North Fremont won the longer hurdles. And so that's cool to see a two, a and a three, a athlete, uh, competing against five, a four, a schools and, uh, getting individual wins there as well. That was pretty fun to watch. And that's kind of really the only sport you, well, in, in tennis and wrestling, we get that a little bit in some tournaments, but track you you see it a lot more where you have the different um school divisions 4a 3a getting those meets in and you see it a lot more and it's it's pretty exciting to see um i think it's exciting for the kids right to see you know i've been running here at 3a all year what, what can i do against the 5a team or what you know and it's kind of kind of neat to see it and and for coaches that's great because you get a good bearing on what you what you've got in the stable right what, what do we got here and then you see how you're doing you're like okay all right we're ready we're ready for state <laughs> because you can have like gracie Litton from north fremont right and and her time like it's easy to evaluate yourself against kids yes. from other schools because your time is your time but until you're actually looking in, right looking at the person yeah. next to you and in, in the next lane over um to me the time doesn't mean anything until you actually go head to head. Right. Yeah. And I was talking to a track coach about that. And he said that, yeah, that, that's the thing is like, you can go run and time and have this time and have this PR and all this. But when you're there and you know, that person's good and you know, they've got that extra gear and they're right next to you or laying over, you know, how are you going to react when the, when the pressure comes? Cause maybe you've been racing, racing against people that aren't as fast and you haven't even had to find that next gear. And, people better better opponents are going to push you and that's i think that's what's really interesting um with the track and having the different divisions together 
for sure. Uh, in terms of big picture at state, you know, in about a month, I, I don't know if there's any teams from East Idaho that can win the title necessarily, maybe like a Sugar Salem at the 3A level uh, or a North Fremont at the 2A level. But but the 5A, 4A, I mean, Boise and, and Bishop Kelly just have such a stranglehold on everything. Yeah, I think um, Blackfoot will be in, you know, everyone kind of feels like Blackfoot has a chance to place in boys. They also have some really good girl runners. But boys wise, they've got a lot of lot of potential. But you know, I think Bishop Kelly's won boys and girls track since track was invented. Um, so <laughs> just like we said about those reps, tough to go up there and compete. But uh, you know, to bring back a trophy, you know, to Blackfoot, you know, and track and stuff, I, I think that's definitely a, a potential they have going for them. Definitely. I, I think there's definitely some teams that can bring back a trophy. Um, I look like at the Thunder Ridge boys. Teo Johnson is really good in the sprints. Elijah Johnson's good. They both jump as well. Um, so there's definitely potential for a for a team trophy. And I think there's going to be a ton of individuals coming back with state championships and, and maybe in multiple yeah. events. Even Yeah, Teo Johnson is leading the state right now in long jump with, you know, 23, 5.5. So um, like you said, Elijah Johnson too, he was third in the triple jump. So they've got some tough, tough people and they have a good relay. And if you talk to any track coach, they all have a good relay. So I always find that's really interesting. Like some team always has a relay that wins, right? They might not win anything else, but they'll have this relay. I kind of look at it as like the mixed doubles of track, right? You can put everyone together and maybe get something out of it. But, you know, you always see those state sweater sweatshirts and like every team always has a, has a relay that wins, which that's pretty cool. You know, get everyone involved, but everyone's got, you know, their relay, you know, their four by four or whatever, but it, I, that's pretty exciting. I think. Yeah, it was uh, the very first event of the day. It was one of those distance uh, relays. It was the 16, it's the 800 meter relay for the girls. And then it's a 1600 meter relay for the boys. And these are new events to me. Cause where I grew up in Montana, we, we don't have those events. We have the, oh, the yeah. four, we have the four by one and the four by four, and that's it. We don't have any other relays. And the it, the it was the closest race of the day on the boys' side. Blackfoot won it by five one hundredths of a second wow. over Nampa Christian. It doesn't wow. get any closer. No, it does not. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but yeah, that, that stuff's fun. that stuff's fun. Uh, um, you know, I think as far as I can know off the top of my head, I think Texas and Idaho are one of the last few states that do mixed doubles in tennis and. You know, it's it's a it's a fun avenue um, for smaller schools to get some tennis players to state and stuff like that. But I would tell you the most heated matches sometimes at the end of the, at the end of Saturday afternoon at, you know, the racket club or those mixed doubles and people are just really into them and it, it can be a lot of fun. Yeah, I like those events that are unique to Idaho for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll keep an eye on uh, uh, the latest track and field happening as well. Uh, and again, we just got to hope that the weather cooperates we're, we're running out of uh runway here we got we got to get this plane off the ground and we're running out of room on the uh runway yeah oh man <laughs> the bombs going off i guess i don't know yeah the weather but yeah i mean there was a track meet today too and i know they started it but there was a big downpour at one point so i, I hope they got it done i in track they'll run with a little bit of rain which is nice so i can't play with any rain because it ruins the ball and the white lines are extremely dangerous wet so Yes. Let's just hope for the weather. <laughs> right. Yeah. The the rain came through. We're recording this on Wednesday evening, the 27th. And um, like 
West West Jefferson and Teton were playing like a baseball or softball game, and they like started the game. It was the first inning that it was like two nothing West J, and then all of a sudden they had to stop because of the rain. <laughs> it's like oh man, nobody can get a break. I don't know if they ever resumed it because uh, it came through kind of quickly, but it did it did stop. But like it started raining at like I don't know two here in Pocatello, and yeah, and uh, and about five o'clock it kind of was sunny, but you know we had missed our opportunity to really get out there today, so. Um, I, yeah, I I'll take medium weather at this time, you know, yeah, it could be cloudy and cold. I, I we just want to play. We just want some opportunities out there. Yeah, for sure. So, well, Sean, thank you for, uh, hopping in and, and talking to us this week. It's nice to, uh, talk tennis a little bit and, yeah. um, you know, you're very plugged into the sports scene in East Idaho. So you are, you're a perfect co-pilot for this, whether they like it or not. No, I'm just, <laughs> but <laughs> no, I, it's just, it's fun. Um, you know, I got into it, you know, doing some football games with you and now I just talk sports all the time with people. It's, it's not a bad gig, you know? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, uh, good luck this weekend to all the teams and, and individuals competing. Uh, hopefully the weather cooperates and, yes. uh, for Sean Kane, I'm Brandon Bainey and we'll see you next time on the East Idaho prep cast on idahosports.com.